and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. This is home of NARC Troopers, and you can go to my website at narctroopers.com to find a lot of other podcasts, articles, a video blog, and numerous other resources to help you on your healing journey. Today, the topic is going to be, how do we get over this? How do we get to the part where, you know, we just don't care what happens, where we aren't struggling to achieve no contact, we're not suffering symptoms of PTSD or anything like that with intrusive ruminating looping thoughts or panic attacks or anxiety, none of that. How do we get to the point where we just don't care? We just let it go and we focus on ourselves and we focus on creating a new life for us. How do we get to, how do we get there? So the title of today's topic is the no fucks given path to freedom. How do you just get to that park where you part where you have like zero fucks to give? So I think that recovering from this epic mind fuck of narcissistic abuse is really what we're talking about here. So I'm assuming if you're listening, you're probably experiencing some kind of um, turmoil, chaos, um, grief, separation, anxiety, attachment issues, abandonment issues, maybe trauma and complex PTSD following the dissolution of your relationship with your narcissist. Not just any narcissist, but ones that have the personality disorder that is toxic and malignant and renders them uh, completely not okay. And, um, and by the time you finish a relationship with someone like that, you're not okay either. So what do we do? We're, we're at that point where that relationship has ended and now we're trying to figure out what do we do next? Well, so the narcopath has left the building. You are just surrounded by smoke and ashes. They dropped a bomb on your life, your love, your future, and they took a flamethrower and then they burned everything that was still left standing. They burned it all to the ground. Some of you may be so destroyed that you can't even scramble to your feet, much less exit the ruins with any shred of dignity or composure. Others of you may hold a stiff upper lip and hold your head high, but inside this whole time you're crumbling and you are torn to pieces. So I came up with six things today I want to share with you that you just need to remember as you try to get healed and you try to get whole following this relationship with this disordered person who suffers from NPD or ASPD, which is antisocial personality disorder, previously known as sociopathy, or even a psychopath or some combination thereof. These are are my ideas, my theories that are born both from experience and they're also rooted in research. 
So take the ones that resonate with you and make them part of your truth, but get ready because some of them may be a little hard to hear. Number one, one of the keys to getting free happens when you allocate your energies in a smart and responsible way. Instead of thinking about them, trying to fix them, missing them, scheming revenge or reconciliation with them and all of that. Instead of that, direct all of your energy to yourself and the people who love you and need your attention. Get your priorities straight and focus on what is important and deserving of your attention. Here's your reality check. They don't care about you. They have completely erased you and they are not coming back unless they choose to come back just to torment you some more, but they're not coming back for a happy ever after. There is no happy ever after. Direct your energies on yourself, your children, your friends, and your family. Okay, that was number one. Number two. Not all narcissists are the same. Only certain kinds are raging lunatics. Some are actually sweet, soft-spoken, helpful, you know, when they're not betraying you and stabbing on you in the back. Stop romanticizing them and idealizing them. You know, that was all just an act with zero real feelings behind it. You have to make a list of all the terrible things that they did to you and to the people that you care about. Read that list whenever you feel all sappy and mushy and all of that. Then snap out of it. Stand in truth. Live in reality. Here's a reality check for number two. Never Never Land may be lots of fun, Maybe great to live that shared fantasy with your person with NPD, but it's all just fluff and stuff. None of it is real. The sooner you accept that, really accept it, the better off you'll be. Tip number three. Narcissists are no more than a bag of tricks that they use to manipulate, enmesh, um, condition, control, subjugate, and violate. If they are a somatic narcissist, then they use sex, charm, and good looks to get you addicted to them so that they can feed off of you and your fuel and supply. I also have a theory about generously endowed men in general. You know, I have never met a man who was eight plus on that scale who did not feel a compulsion to share their gift with the world. Reality check. Here we go. Reality check number three. So if your narcissist is a total dick, maybe it's because of his dick. I mean, I'll need to do more research on that one. I'll have to get back to you later. Point number four. Reset your mind to accept this as a lesson and an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Narcissists and others with similar disorders 
are the harbingers of growth and healing. If you are living in a shared fantasy with illusions of a wonderful relationship, then you are probably feeling an addiction caused by intermittent reinforcement throughout the abuse cycle. You are just fooling yourself and others may very well warn you about this because they see this predatory partnership when you cannot. So listen to them. If everybody is screaming, stop, stop, warning, warning, you know, they might be on to something. Reality check number four. Um, believe the warnings. Then use this opportunity to get better and to do the inner repairs that need attention. This is an opportunity to finally deal with your own inner mess, chaos, wounding, injuries, damage, whatever, brokenness. Deal with it. Fix it. Heal it. Make it whole. Turn inwards. Find out what it is. Identify it. Spend your energies trying to work on that. And once you have repaired that internally in yourself, then that narcissist is no longer going to be of any problem or interest to you. Number five, live in the now. It is easy to let yourself get dragged back into the past. Intrusive thoughts, obsessive ruminations, triggers, anxiety, memories that haunt you incessantly day and night. There is nothing back there for you now. And the one who broke your heart and destroyed your life, that person, he was not even a real person. Only a ghost, a chameleon, a shapeshifter. Don't be tempted to obsess and have these intrusive thoughts that happen like all the time. Don't, don't do that. And you know what else? Don't be tempted to obsess about the future either. None of us know how much more time that we have here. You know, we, we, um, you can't be so future focused that you miss out on the now, you know, sure. You have to do some planning. Sure. You have to have some vision for what you want your future to look like. And you have to do things to purposefully move towards those things. I'm very task oriented. If I set a task, then I usually accomplish it. I don't just start things to leave them unfinished. If I start something and start moving that way, I do it. And so I, I think that that's, that's super important. But we can't obsess about the future, just like we can't obsess about the past either. The past is gone, really gone. It's over. There's nothing you can do to go back there and resuscitate and revive what is dead. You can't. It's dead. Leave it be. Bury it. Burn it. Do what you need to do. Leave it back there. It's not coming back to life. And if it did, it would just be temporary. And it would be some weird zombie uh, brain eating sort of walking dead kind of scenario. And who wants that? Right? So... Be here right now. Here's your reality check. The reality check says, savor this moment. Practice gratitude. Spend most of your time in this present. 
say what needs to be said, do what needs to be done, bring yourself back to this moment each time you stray. All right, now here's the last one, number six. Allow yourself to experience the grief and process it accordingly. More than likely, you are trauma bonded to your dysregulated, disordered person with NPD, ASPD, psychopathy, or some, some mix and hybrid version of those things. The reasons why we get into these types of bonds, the reasons we stay, and the reasons why we can't let them go are all connected, right? In all cases, um, you know, uh, how do I want to say this? In all cases, our body stores these memories physiologically, and they are almost impossible just to purge and resolve. The memories can make us feel like we are an in an endless cycle of trauma and suffering, even if the narcissist is long dead and gone. We store this trauma in our bodies endlessly. Here's your reality check, number six. This is the last reality check. You can't ignore it or go around it. You must go through it and work out the systemic issues that brought this person into your life in the first place. Face it. You should not repress your feelings. You should not project those feelings on someone else. You should not um, deny them or blame shift them or whatever. You need to own them and say, I am feeling this. And then let yourself feel it. Just sit with it. Experience it. Name it. Stamp it. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling afraid. Feel that feeling. Be kind to yourself accept that that's what you're feeling and then try to figure out what you're going to do to work on that if it's something that is an is not a good feeling you know years from now when the damage caused by this unholy alliance that you've had when it has faded and the wounds have healed over with these pretty pink little scars you know you're still going to have hopefully your family your children your friends and others who will not abandon you some of them will remain. These are the relationships to focus on. They are the ones to preserve. They're the ones that matter with real people who really care. I have met so many people who suffered terrible harm at the hands of their narcissist or psychopath or whatever. And their most telling regret every single time, it isn't what you think. It's not even about that narcissist or psychopath right? You've wasted enough time. Do not give them another minute. Stop it. You've wasted enough time thinking about them. It, their biggest regret is about their relationships with those other people, the ones who were also impacted in a negative way by your relationship with that mentally impaired person. They are the, the regrets that most people have is how that relationship damaged the other family, friends, and meaningful relationships that should have had center stage all the, all the while, 
right? They should have had center stage the whole time, but they didn't because you let that narcissist, sociopath, psychopath hijack you and put you under their voodoo hoodoo spell. And that was because more than likely, I don't know this is to be true all the time, but the majority of the time it's because there was something in you that was a narcissist magnet. You're probably quite possibly some kind of empath. You need to read about that. There's lots of different kinds, lots of different, different dynamics, but so often that combination between people like that and people who suffer from a cluster B personality disorder, so often that is a match made in hell. It's quite common and it hooks you and it's not your fault. It's not your fault that you fell prey to it. You, you went through this relationship. You tried to fix them. You tried to love them back into health. You did all this stuff and it didn't work. It was never going to work. It couldn't work. It never will work. And so you've got to stop, just stop and just name that for what it was. It was this huge catastrophic waste of your time and energy and waste of your love and your affection that should have been going to those other people, your children, your family, your friends, your support network, those people, it should have been going to them because that person with the disorder, you know what? It didn't change anything. They just, it didn't change them. They're not going to change. They can't. You know, what are you going to do? Love them until the gray matter in their brain grows back and they're where they're missing brain matter in their brain. You know, that, that is part of the problem. It's more than that, but that's part of it. They're actually brain damaged. You're going to love them back into wellness from that. I don't think so. And in the meantime, you've got all these other people who need your attention. Stop with the narcissist already. Pay attention to those people who need you. They need you right now. And pay attention to yourself because you need yourself. You need to be there for you. You need to take care of you. That comes first before taking care of anybody else. Um, so a lot of people lose the most valued relationships that they have because of these relationships and they are foolish to think that you, that, you know, you have been foolish to think you could have both. You can't have both. If you choose to stand by your narcissist at the cost of your family, in the end, you will have neither. I'm going to say that again. If you choose to stand by your narcissist at, at the cost of your own family, then in the end, you will have neither. That's the ending. I'm going to just tell you the ending. Spoiler alert. You won't have either one. You won't have any of them. You will lose everything. You will lose all of them. Don't ask me how I know. But I promise you, I know that to be true. They will all leave you. That is a tough bed to lie in, folks. Recovering from narcissistic abuse is a completely different kind of recovery with many complex factors at play. It is important to be kind and patient with yourself, but you have to be focused on what is important at the, and the task at hand. 
The more you know about what you're dealing with, yes, you need to educate yourself. Yes, you need to know all about them. The more empowered you will be. It may take a while and it may be difficult, but that's, you know, you need to know it. But then you get to the point where you could write a book on narcissism or, or antisocial personality disorder or psychopaths. You've read about all of the dark triad and the Machiavellian stuff and the, you know, the mother, the dead mother and the childhood abuse and blah, blah, blah. You, yes, you become an expert. You know, all the ins and outs and ups and downs. You're on Quora. You're reading all those Quora people. And they got some fine writers on Quora who are way better than me. And I think I'm a pretty good writer. And, oh yeah, there's some awesome people on Quora talking about narcissists. Some of them are narcissists and they're talking about what it's like to be a narcissist. You can get caught up and stuck just making that your life. The rest of your life, you're just going to read about that, read about that. You've got to put the time and hard work and energy into yourself and into these other relationships with these people who are waiting for you to come to your senses and to snap out of it. They're waiting for you to, to, to recover, you know, and it could take a while, but, um, you know, you're never going to get out of this and you're just going to keep going in circles unless you just put it down. Um, you'll keep returning to the past and retracing your steps and hoping it's going to bring a different outcome. No, it's not. The only way out is forward. The only way out is to focus on yourself and on the people who are there for you. You know, there is no other way. You have to believe this and you have to just accept it and then let that person go. Yeah, it's really horrible. And there's a lot of reasons it makes it really hard to do that. But really, that's the only thing you can do at this point. You have to do it. You have to accept it, what it was, what they are, and then stop reading about narcissism and, and sociopaths and psychopaths and start reading about how to heal my inner wounding, how to be whole, how to be enough for myself, how to be there for the people who know how to love me. How do I support them? You know, I want to leave you with this thought. I read something today. It was today. And they were talking about how trauma, how trauma kind of goes through families and that your trauma can become your children's trauma. And your grief and your sadness can become theirs. It's like it's infectious or contagious or through osmosis or some symbiosis or some process. It just leaches out into everything and everyone. You don't want that, right? Don't, don't do that to them. You know, if you love these people, your children, your family, then for their sake... If even if you don't have enough self-love to do it for yourself, which you do need to have, even if you didn't do it for them and you can't be there for yourself or for them, if you're too caught up trying to figure out, you know, well, maybe if I had done this, or maybe if I went back and maybe if I read this, maybe if I understood this part about narcissism better, no, no. At some point, you know, everything you need to know, let it go, move forward. Let's get going guys. Troopers, remember freedom and happiness.
are waiting for you. Much love. Bye-bye. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 